Thank you so much for joining us today for the Northgate Review Podcast, where we take a look at the sermons that were given in our Sunday services. Today, me and PLD have a lot of fun, so thank you for joining us, and let's go. Now you can do it. I'm recording now. <laughs> well, well, well. Go. That was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Should we do a second take or you think that one's good? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. That one had more power in it. I like that one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, it's podcast time. It's podcast o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's let's We gotta like, move on from the air horns. We've been doing a lot of air yeah, horns. Yeah, we'll figure something out. This is what actually a great topic I want to talk about for the podcaster po- podcast listeners out there. What do we call our na- it's like Northgate Review Nation or something. Friends. <laughs> yeah. Friends of friends. We call everybody friends. friends. Anyway, moving on to those listeners. I think it'd be really cool if our if we changed the podcast logo picture, to if someone could draw caricatures of me and you. And have you it. you were working <laughs> on caricatures. Yeah. I have a caricature of your face, but not of my own. Well, but I thought I'd give it over I got to a mirror. our fans. I got a mirror. I'm not going to draw my own face. Why not? Because I'll make myself look a lot better than I do in real life. And everybody you're willing will make to draw me, bad. but you're not willing to draw yourself. I feel very confident in my abilities to draw you. <clears throat> wow. It's because of my button nose and my round face. It is the button nose. <laughs> the button nose is easy to draw. Huh. So, yeah, for those of you who are listening. If I'm worried about that thing. <laughs> I heard noses never stop growing. I am in trouble. Uh, Dude, no. I'm going to be. In ears. I'm going to be that old guy. Yeah, I've instead got of like instead too. of like it's like you're a big guy. It's gonna be like as a big nose. Yeah, but you already have a big head, so like <laughs> you're still okay. You're just, just a giant. <laughs> you're a large man. In the meantime, sleep well and dream of large women. <laughs> Princess Bride. Thank you for the reference. <clears throat> Back again to movies. We're talking about movies too much, too. Yeah. But those of you artistic fans, our listeners, if you would like to submit a caricature of Larry and I together. Did we ever talk about on here that um, that um, there's we recycle a lot of the sermon notes and stuff, and someone had recycled a drawn-on sermon note paper that literally was a character drawing of me giving a message and the whiteboard I was using? I remember talking about that in the... Uh... In you the staff meeting. You saw it, didn't you? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was legit. It even had the jean jacket. <laughs> well, it's either that or another black jacket that you wear. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much. <laughs> you don't have to be creative in how you draw Larry's outfit. Mm. It's always the same. <clears throat> and that in itself is freedom. Is it? Yeah. I don't know about that. There's comfortability. Uh, okay. Did you ever get mad at Jen- Johnny Cash for his outfit? No, I wasn't alive. <laughs> oh, stop it. No, I didn't mm. care. I never get mad at other people's outfits that aren't in my life. But you're in my life, and I expect more from you. And Jesse. Coming from the guy who was trying to wear a kimono <laughs> to lead worship at the women's conference. John Mayer wears a kimono. I stand Dude, by my choice. no. Come on. No. It was everything. It was, it was like we did in Stephanie. It was a kimono. It was a no-no, bro. Look, we we talked about this in staff No-no, no, bro. All the old people were against it. All the young hip people said, "No, yeah, it was cool." Whoa, whoa, what time out? What is? What are you? What are you certifying as old? Apparently, it's your age at this. At this <laughs> <country>. <laughs> 
This is nonsense. Yeah. Well, this I'm going to pull. You're, I'm just going to start do emailing you pictures life. of men in You've got kimonos. a tough life, my man. Jeez. <laughs> I'm glad you acknowledge that. My so goodness. there's no situation where a man can wear a kimono. Is there? Tell me a situation where a man should wear a kimono. I didn't say should. I said could. <laughs> there's not a situation for a man that he should do a lot of things that he does. Sh- sure. Fair enough. But uh, could. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a conversation worth having. I didn't tell you you can't wear a kimono. I said you definitely shouldn't. The only can't part that came down to when you push so hard, and I said, hold on, time out, boss card, <laughs> if you legitimately are going to try to do this. Look, it was mostly an advertisement at the women's conference. We had many, many women purchasing that, kimonos. That is actually not true. That is so weak that you're using I was going to take it off after the second song. <laughs> But mostly because uh, I didn't want to buy it. Speaking of, you sang a special at the women's conference. Yeah, of course I did. Want to dance with somebody? Want to feel the heat? I want to feel the heat with somebody. Mm. Oh yeah, women got up and started dancing. Come on, it was a good time at the women's conference. I like it. What other options were you thinking of for the song? Yeah, uh, there was. Um, well, you had suggested that I sing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, uh, that, the, the five hundred song. And I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more just to be the man. <laughs> so that was definitely on the table for a minute there. Sorry, that's actually the best part. I don't actually know if there were many other songs. I think, uh, I think that was it. Oh, yeah, I thought there was Oh, no, there was a, I was going to do um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I thought that would have been very women's mm. conference appropriate. Okay. Well, well there's always next on year. On to next year. Yep, <laughs> for sure. Things in the uh, things in the girl <clears throat> box. I'll write that one on the whiteboard for next year. Yeah. Put it out. Yeah. Map it out. Yeah, I'll map it out. <clears throat> well, speaking of the women's conference, this uh, this this weekend's service was a bit of a carryover mm-hmm. from our speaker. Megan Fate Marshman. Megan Marshman. Wow. Used to be known as Megan Fate. Now it's Megan Fate Marshman. Does she always want to be referred to as Megan Fate Marshman? I haven't actually asked. I was actually told in advertisement that I'm supposed to put Megan Fate Marshman. Yeah, I I believe that's still part of the brand. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone loved her. She's phenomenal. Yeah, she's one of the coolest. Well, we did. uh, I think that we didn't falsely advertise. I mean, both of us, I think, at some point talked about how much. We specifically enjoy her communication and her challenge and the way that God really uses her and speaks through her. The uh, women's conference, um, it was a, it was a one-off for the women's conference. That was great. And then it was a one-off for the weekend experience, but she started the, the women's conference on fire, which really did Mm. set up the weekend, which she started it off with this whole like, Hey, <clears throat> if you came in here today to be inspired, you will be um, unsatisfied. Yeah. But if you came in here to hear God and to leave and do something with it, it's going to yeah. be good. <clears throat> I think that's exactly what took place at the Sunday service. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about it. Let's, let's unpack some of it. So we, she yeah. talked about uh, John 15. One, yeah, the, the Sunday sermon, not the women's conference. Yeah, we're not going to review the women's. It was conference. too much fun, too much to talk about. <laughs> Don't just stare at me like that. Why you got to look at me like that? Okay, back to the Sunday service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> 
John yeah. 15. It's in the Bible, not you, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John 15, and she covered 17 verses. Did she? Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that. What are you drinking right now? Tea. I'm sorry, guys. She covered 17 verses. Yes. She reads and talks so fast that she she doesn't... I didn't even realize it was that many verses. That wasn't a complaint. Yeah, yeah that was no, a, she was covering... Yeah, it was cool. Uh, Jesus is... Uh, Jesus telling his disciples um, the story um, in the vineyard. Yep. About how Abide he's the vine. Me. Yes. Yeah. So good. Great. Let's talk about some of the maybe the things that stuck out to you. Maybe we can tease some of those out. But what was um, maybe a a piece or an example um, that really resonated with you? Yeah, uh, right from the get go, there was as she was as she was reading the passage, she stopped when she got to um, the part about pruning. And I know this stuck out to many people. Many people have already told us about it. Yeah. She got to the part and she said that pruning or cutting back. Yeah. That the gardener is closest to the vine when he is pruning it Mm. closest to the branch when he's pruning it. And, uh, that's a passage. That's a very familiar passage. John 15. Many people are familiar with what that passage talks about. I'm the vine. You're the branches abide in me. I and you. Um, and that pruning section of the passage has always been, uh, I felt like when I was in high school and stuff, that was never really addressed. It was just kind of like, oh, you're going to go through hard stuff, but let's move yeah. on from there. I don't want to talk about the bad stuff. Yeah. And then as it got, as I got older, it became more confusing. Well, okay, then there's going to be pruning. So what does the pruning actually look like? And um, just the simple truth of, you know what? God's going to be closest to you through the, the pruning that's going to take place, through the um, – Sanctification is a is a theological word for that. So it kind of that kind of pokes onto a topic that we have tiptoed around and had quite a few conversations mm-hmm. with other words of. So does God let bad stuff happen? <laughs> does God want suffering to happen yeah. in your life, to where He's going to cut back or prune? Yeah. And then we're going to get mad or God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. That's a Jesus quote. Yeah. Um, or whatever we may say in our anger, frustration, um, but yet he's still close to us. Yeah. And it's purposeful. Yeah, we can. We can. Uh, Just went there, buddy. No, here we go. We talked about doing it. We can define the pruning as uh, God. So well, that here's the two forms yeah. of debate about this. Does God make it happen, or does God allow it to happen? Well, I think what we're referring to in this situation, this form of suffering that we want to talk about is um, yeah, I think we got to be specific because yeah, we can the chaos can of life. So ways. maybe losing a loved one would be considered suffering, or sickness, cancer, or um, you know, broken families. These forms of suffering, the bad stuff that happens in our life, that form of, of suffering we could talk about. Um, I would not actually consider. But the fundamental that question that that people have when it comes to that is. Did he? Does he make yeah. it happen? Is he willing it to happen, or is he allowing it to happen? Yeah, those but, are two yeah. different. Those really give us two different responses, emotionally, mentally, mm-hmm. spiritually, t- to the answer to the question. Yeah. And you can you could pick a whole room and have people, yeah. you know, give examples and and essentially fight or argue well, over. Even in the to the degree of does he allow it to happen? Well, is he all powerful? He can stop it. So if he can. 
allow it to happen, he can stop it. If he's not <laughs> stopping it, then is he causing it? Kind of a a weird debate there. Like, well, if you're all powerful, then you can stop it. So just allowing it makes you just as guilty as causing it. If you are capable of stopping it, but you still allow it, kind of an argument. Yeah. Which is never easy to sit there and go down. So which side do you want? You know, I'm gonna take. Let's go the, at it. I'm gonna take the allowing side. Not the causing side. Because <laughs> I know what you believe, too. <laughs> well, okay. So if I was going to take the causing side, um, I mean, aren't there things that you've been taught that you need to redirect to get in the, the correct direction? I mean, like as a, a parent to a child, there's there's correction to... Discipline. Discipline, yeah, sure. Or just correction. I mean, that's what a cast does, right? Yeah. Uncomfortable. Not necessarily something anyone ever wants, but you have to over sometimes exaggerate something to make it be corrected in the right direction. Hmm. I definitely grew Let up thinking a, that. Yeah, that I definitely. Well, then grew why up did you pick the other side? Because I don't believe it anymore. <laughs> I definitely grew up believing. Uh, I we talked about this in Rooted last night. Uh, when you when God when you're going down the bad path, that God comes at you with the stick to beat you back on the path that you need to go. Um, so that would look like in a lot of our lives suffering because it would look like the judgment of God to say, hey, you're doing this wrong. Change it. Fix it. Uh, I'll break your arm essentially to, to, to reset it. Kind sure. Of it's thing. almost like a branch that's growing the direction you don't want it to go. So mm-hmm. what you do, you create a brace, you tie it yeah. to it and redirect it almost overemphasizing the direction you want it to go so when it flexes yeah it doesn't flex as far yeah yeah you're setting the bone yeah to you what you have to break it to to put it back into place it's a really interesting theological debate mm-hmm. which is the theology is really your theory on god about how he works acts and does yeah that's theology for those out of the those of you out there that are interested. We don't want to use just big words that you know with <laughs> us. Yeah. Hey, we're getting deep. We're getting deep. That's right. Uh but um bring your scuba gear. There <laughs> there's those you actually were making a podcast at one point. It wasn't called the deep end. That was what I wanted to call this, the deep end. There you go. The this North is your review. That was your opportunity <laughs> to drop the little nugget right there, buddy. Yeah. But the theology of God already knows it before it happens mm-hmm. or he chooses then to make this happen in some sort of adjustment. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a oh man and I'm sure like you have had so many conversations with my mom and it's so tough. Cause you're like, really, you really think that that's who God is and how he's going to act in this situation. Yeah. And it's it, <clears throat> to put it so simplistic. Um, and it's really complicated. We're getting into this right now. So we're not even going to go all the way to the deep end, which is why it's just called the Northgate review. <laughs> We're not great swimmers. <laughs> My ears start to hurt. I can't get them to pop. <laughs> Ten feet's all I got. I ate twenty minutes ago, so <laughs> yeah, I don't want to cramp up. Cramps, exactly. <laughs> of um, man, you, you uh, that view of God is to me like an ant farm. I mean, it's just completely controlled. Yeah, it's unrelational. Mm. It's like a fun carnival game to watch. Yeah. And you're going to decide what happens, when it happens, how it happens, already knowing what your plan is for whatever is going to happen. And then when it's not, you're going to adjust. 
I mean, it's Sim City yeah. on crack. It's it's hard to talk about these two different views, or just to talk about suffering without then, like we have just found ourselves without landing into a conversation about free will and if God allows us to make choices. And what really gave me freedom in that? Well, did He not? Exactly, that's my point. Like then you have to get into the debate of well, if you're not causing the pain, you know, we're we're already here. We already arrived in this conversation. But what kind of affected my thinking in the last year towards that is a passage where <clears throat> the Israelites are in the wilderness and they're, you know, whining and complaining yet again. And then you have God talking to Moses and he says that he's just going to wipe them off. He's like, you know what? Let's just do a flood again. This is ridiculous. I saved these people. And you read of Moses pleading for the Israelites before God saying like, hold on, hold on. That's not your character. You're not a God who does that. Stop. Let's pause. And it's a really weird passage to grapple. And I don't even understand it completely. But at the base of it, you have Moses who makes a case before God for God to change his mind, is what they call it in theology, which is a beautiful picture of humanity being incorporated and working with God for the purposes of the kingdom of God. I mean, even... You, know, you you can get out of the Old Testament, just hang in the New Testament yeah. too, in that new covenant of, you know, that, that goes to the whole, <laughs> I don't know if we've ever touched on it here, but that this crazy concept that's out there of like cosmic child abuse mm-hmm. and God sending his son and allowing these things to happen to him and be punished or letting other people be persecuted, giving up their life or something or tortured, you know, what happens, you know, with sickness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's where you can get really tangled up, angry and confused. Yeah. And in this specific passage, like you just mentioned, was the idea that the gardener is closest when he's pruning. Well, not even just that. Like, it's not even just the promise that he's going to be, you know, with us, that the gardener is closest, this metaphor. You also have Jesus telling his disciples. You have the Pauline epistles. You have Peter and his writing saying, hey, you're going to suffer. You're going to go through hardships. Yeah. Expect it. Not yeah. that it could. The but whole, you the whole gospel is suffering. Exactly. Uh, so there's there's even that piece of it. But but that goes to the what's this, not what the purpose of the suffering is for yet. That's where we're going to end up yeah, yeah. getting there. It's the cause of the suffering. Was it intentional? Was it um, the cause of something else? Or just was it allowed, essentially, what we were saying of because of sin or your sin or someone else's sin, etc. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's worth noting that I I think that we we lump them all together. I think that there's different variations of this, and we want to refer the suffering and the trials that I believe Jesus talks about and that is written in the New Testament is not the chaos and the brokenness of our world. I think that those are two separate things, but we put them all together and blame God. If a death happens, we consider that God did that to us instead of when standing out and, and walking in faith and people persecute you, that's the kind of suffering I think Jesus is talking about. Yeah, and this is what people get frustrated about because they're yeah. like, Jesus has the, or God has the best PR person in existence. Yeah. Everything that's good comes from him. Yeah. But nothing bad is his fault. Exactly. So here's what I do know. And if you haven't, if you quit, wrestle with this, week four, I believe, of Rooted is where's God in the midst of suffering? So. It's a great thing to go through Rooted and and read this stuff. Oh, 100%. And here's what I do know. I know that we're not going to be able to get through this very, which is a very long discussion 
um, even theologically, because that's what you want to do. You want to do more of like an exegetical and exegesis of of trying to understand and figure out. But what I do know is one, to a degree, and a large degree, we can't figure out God. We shouldn't figure out God. But here's what I do know. Whether he allows it or causes it, what I do know, and the thing that matters the most, is that he works through all of it. Yeah. So he will redeem any and all of it. Whether he's caused it, allowed it, that's besides the point. In the midst of suffering, pain, grief, pruning, cutting back, he's always there in the redemptive piece of it. Yeah, 100%. And people get frustrated with that because they feel like it's a PR thing, like he's just part of the good. And that's actually the biggest blessing. Like, blessing is happy. That is the best part of it because he does something that other people can't do. Well, look and at he can it. never fulfill. To even, to even Megan Faye Marshman referred to this in one of the sessions of the women's conference about uh, Jesus being at the end of our rope. Oh, stop drinking in the microphone. <laughs> about Jesus being at the end of our rope. And that's, she did a really good interpretation of the Hebrews passage about, I have this hope, an anchor for my soul. Where do you find your anchor at the end of the rope, essentially? The end of the, well, modern anchor is at the end of a chain. But, um, hold on, where was I going with this? But, what you find here is at the in the midst of chaos, in the midst of brokenness, the, the loss of a loved one, through the grief or wherever that is, ultimately why you feel and why we believe this promise to be true, you know, that he works everything together for good, is because it's when you're at the bottom, when you're at the or when you're in your brokenness, that's when you're at the bottom and you understand your own need more than you ever have before and you're searching and you're and you're grasping for whatever you can hold on to. Which is why you're like, oh, now I experience God. God really wants you to experience that every single day. He doesn't want you to wait for the brokenness. Yeah. That's just when you're most aware of a need in yeah. your life. Yeah. We talked about that in Rooted last night, too. It's good. Yeah, I think there is a difference, and it's... I we, think don't need to, we don't need to... We're not going to pick sides anymore. I think no, no. that... Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 think we're, I think we're focusing... We focus on the negative side of that by putting blame on God when we don't understand. And by, and by putting the blame on God for this bad stuff, what we're doing is we're questioning his goodness, which is fine. I mean, we all do that. That's human nature to question whether God is good. But instead of choosing to believe that he's good, what we're seeing is we're blaming him for this stuff that's happening. You caused this to happen when we're actually what we're doing in that moment is we're putting so much weight and hope in the the joy that we're ever going to experience in this actual life. When God is saying, like, it might be hard for your 80 years of life here, but this isn't the ultimate thing. Like, there is an eternity with me that we just can't even wrap our minds around. And he's like, I'm going to be with you on this side. Come with me. Follow me. But the pain's going to end. The suffering's going to end. The tears are going to end. We're going to go into an eternity that has none of this stuff. This world is broken right now. I've already redeemed it. The kingdom is being led in. Now be a part of it, and we're going to usher in this whole kingdom the way you were meant to live in your in this eternity with him. But we're so wrapped up in our own suffering and our our own neuroses that we miss that. I would I would say a big part, and this kind of leads me, this question leads into another big highlight for me personally from this weekend since she started this off. A lot of it's really an identity crisis. Yep. <clears throat> that we deal with in, in the midst of any suffering, typically it's because of how much of our identity that we didn't realize was wrapped up in that thing. 
mm. person, self, yeah, job, possession, whatever it may be, um, season, or, you know, comfort, state. I don't know. Pick your thing. Leads to the piece where it was it was so good. She pointed out it led to this idea of who do you need to fire? Yeah, right. Which was God is your source, mm-hmm. which essentially is God is your identity. If your identity is wrapped up in God and Him in you and the abiding and the dwelling and the with and the blessings and everything that comes from that, um, then you'll have the anchor you need yep. to get through any storm because you're not going to be rocked off of the foundation, which is built on a rock, mm-hmm. that being your identity, rather than the sandy stuff, which we're going to talk about actually some of that this weekend. Um that we put our identity into. And uh, I love that, <clears throat> how she gave that example, how, you know, she like was hearing this at a conference and she ran out and she called her husband yeah. and was like, I'm firing you. It's so like, what's to, going on? What conference are you at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm firing you from being the source of my life. Yeah. And I'm so sorry that I've put you there. What a beautiful recognition and example yeah. of what we do. I, I, I got fired this weekend. From Super yeah. I love that. No longer a lead pastor. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I misread that. No, we can do that with anything and anyone. We're like, oh, I can't get through this without talking to you and you giving me the advice. Yeah. Well, well, is that the is that where you start? Is that yeah. the source? Is calling up our friend or our mom? or Those are all great, yeah. good things. But have we made them the source in which to get through anything yeah. and everything? And so when the world starts to feel like it's crumbling. Is it going to be able to withstand? Is it built on a rock, with yeah. the, which is a stronger identity, a stronger source, or is it on sand? Because we've watched people build their identity and, and make other things their source. And unfortunately, and you've, you've done it yourself. Mm-hmm. And you as a listener right now, you've done it yourself. You have yeah. watched someone's life literally fall apart. And you were staring going, I don't know what else to do. But you can see exactly what the issue is. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's all all over. Yeah. All wrapped up in there. And so it leads to suffering. What a beautiful, and it does. They they play into each Mm -hmm. other of being able to withstand pruning and cutting back. You must still be connected to the vine. Yeah. If you're pruned and you're not connected, it all falls apart. It yeah. weathers and dies. I mean, it's the perfect analogy. Um, but also just what a, a, um, a pragmatic issue that we have when it comes to the source yeah. and what we're allowing to be the source and what beautiful imagery and even action she gave us with that simple phrase. Who do you need to fire? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And it's really broad. I mean, we see even in our cultural moment right now, whether it's nationality you know, maybe your person wasn't elected. That leads to, I mean, look at the state of, of riots and all that stuff. And then maybe look at the church state in America right now with pastors and scandals and all that stuff. And people are questioning, can I go to church? Where's God in his church? Like, no, well, it wasn't contingent upon this one person to begin with. Like, your relationship yeah. with God wasn't Is based your identity that built in the Pope? Yeah, exactly. Or in, in God? Yeah, and, and that was, I mean, that's this is just a side note, but that's one of the things we've talked about. Uh, it's no mystery to our church. We have a ton of 
people on the stage speaking. There's not just one person every single weekend. And that was one of the reasons. Like, And the same thing with worship leaders. We're constantly, Jesse and I are rotating, or we have a ton of guest worship leaders. It's not about Jesse leading worship that is your growth in worship as a Christian. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a bigger I can't kingdom. Be, I can't be a part of this community or or, mm-hmm. or or meet God in the throne room without that person. Exactly. If Larry's not teaching, I can't come on Sunday. That doesn't ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it Let's keep it with the music part. You guys are rock stars. <laughs> no, nah, man. Well, if I was wearing a kimono, maybe. <sighs> Moving on. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, boy. You're in rare form today, PLD. What, I tell you what. What, <laughs> what else you got? That was really good. Um, uh, yeah, I think a little the, segue what, into some suffering talk. I think there's definitely more to be said, but there's also we could never say it all. So there's plenty to be said about that. Yeah. What else um, you get from Megan? Let me think here. Let me think. Um, trying to, I gotta separate. It's hard for me to separate the women's conference from the message because they all kind of flow together for me. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness, the last story that she told about uh, Norm about Norm was just a rock your world ending, but it was amazing. She said, "That's all I said," and then I left it when he's saying, "I just needed to be Jesus to this guy." He wasn't the savior. He wasn't there to save that man. He just had to be obedient to what Jesus wanted him to say to this homeless person. And he told him, and the guy left, and he says, eh, I didn't say anything after that. That was it. I don't know where he is. And you're like, oh, that's so profound. Your story didn't end, cl- didn't end cleanly. But that's, oh, it was just amazing. Yeah, it didn't, it, it wasn't necessarily for a solution or no. results. Oh, my goodness. And how many of us are not walking in obedience in what God says? Because another thing, who's our boss? Like, who's First our service savior? actually didn't get that story. Oh, really? And we ran out of town. Go check it out on YouTube. It's killer. That's the one we posted up, yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, how many of us are putting ourselves in that role? Who do we need to fire? Maybe you might need to fire yourself and your view of yourself and, and what you're doing. Oof. But it doesn't free you up to follow what God wants you to do because you're like, well, hold on. Am I going to look bad if I go talk to this person? All right. Do that, I have that, time? Feeds, that feeds in the norm thing to me feeds back into mine. Oh, okay. The whole mine conversation of we're not ready to do the firing of ourself or something else because it's mine. Mm. My kids are mine. Yeah. My weight is mine. My job is mine. Yeah. The church is mine. My church. Like I was like, Oh my goodness. She just took out a machine gun yeah. to the heart on everyone to Everything be like, she said was a machine gun in some way. to <clears throat> oh, somebody. Man. But it was just, yeah, again, so practical, so real of, of, of and, and, and this is a conversation we have every single week. I mean, mm. If we haven't started picking up on that, let's just remind ourselves. We were talking about the same thing all the time, but yeah. just this idea that we go of, like, you can have this, but I need this. Mm. I This one's mine, yeah, and I'm going to take it. And I just don't think you're good enough mm. is really what you end up saying back to God. Of And we said, I, I, I gave a message a couple of weeks ago, and we had talked about that, of what those types of circumstances say about who God is. You know, when it's like, you're disappointed in me. Well, you're just not big enough mm. to save me, God, yeah. because this is mine. Yeah. I have to carry it. It's my punishment or, you know, <clears throat> it's those are my kids or it's my marriage or whatever it is. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she, just in general over the whole weekend, she has a way of taking a story like that 
and then just dropping this truth in there. You have no idea where she's going when she starts the story. And then by the end of it, you're like, you could just end right there. I just learned 20 minutes worth of content from your one life applicable story. Yeah. It was amazing. She started the message with a story where you're sitting there because I was in San Francisco. No one, very few people in the room knew who this woman was. Only services she started yeah. like that. Too. What, what was the story again? She launches. She into started the story. the story about how essentially she tells a story that from high school, and it's a story everybody always wants to hear. And oh, her dad yeah, about her dad inserted. the taping. Yeah. So yeah, it, ah. you know, and how she told it before too was in the middle of her telling the story, her dad starts uncontrollably laughing. And being like, yeah, and then this happened. And they literally got in an argument of you weren't there. And he still to this day, they argue about whether or not he was there. But because it had become so real to him. Yeah, through the story. He had, she told it so much. Yeah. He has he lived in it and inserted himself into the story, which was her opener into God has inserted himself yeah, into, your, into story. your story. To the degree like her dad almost felt more emotional attachment to her than she did. And care for it. Yeah. And love in it and fun. She was like, he was laughing harder than I was laughing. Yeah. He was more vested than I was vested. Yeah. He felt, smelt, saw almost more than I felt and saw. That was the moment the room relaxed. Everybody's sitting here like, who is this woman? What does toilet papering something mean? I have no clue what that After means. she's talking about her sailor friend, I mean, yeah. she went right after it. He's like, this is who this is. He dressed like a sailor. So yep. when he got drunk at my sister's wedding, he could cuss. As a sailor, yeah. and then that's she, that's him, and it, you're like, what's happening right yeah. now? Yeah, I mean, we're all sitting in the room, going like, I don't, I don't know where she's going with this. And then Jesus inserted himself into your story. Everybody's like, oh, okay, this is great. She's amazing. <laughs> all right, let's go. Oh, yeah, funny. it was a lot of fun. <clears throat> the art of a hook. The art of a hook, man. Jeez, if you could turn those, she should be a country music writer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Who hurt you, Larry? Who hurt you, PLD? Why are you acting out this way? Anyways, I'm sure you guys all have some killer comments. I saw a ton of stuff up on social media. Um, I saw some like really beautiful posts even yeah. that were separate. I don't know if you saw some of those of where people's world just kind of got rocked, slashed, challenged, mm -hmm. and a lot of things are just still bouncing around their heads. So we were just really blessed by having uh, Megan this weekend. And, uh, you know, I love the captain obvious part of it, but I love that we had just a wonderful female communicator. Mm -hmm. It's a pastor that loves God and um, we're that kind of church. Yeah. That makes she's just one of the best, man. Her but she's still a killer there's no it's just it's just along with that of yeah. hey, we're a church that says everybody's a part of the kingdom. Yeah. And um that was amazing. I know that she felt extremely loved and um we're thinking about having her back maybe. Maybe. We'll figure it out. I mean we'll see how our ratings go. We're going to put a little survey out there. Yeah, yeah. Floater out there. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of game shows, I was on, you know, Price Right. She was on Family Feud. What? Yeah. With her, her whole family? Uh, most of them, yeah. You look that one up. Let me write that note down. Hold on. Let go. me remind my producer. <laughs> remind my producer. Yeah, we're going to look that up. So, later. what now? I love the feud, man. No doubt. We're going to play the feud. No doubt. Let me get two people up here. What now is what's coming up next. <laughs> yeah, man. Where do we go from here? What now? The next one. Oof, what now? That That's the uh, next series that we're starting. Yeah. What are we even going to talk about in that? That was really fun. The other day, I, everybody kept asking me, what is that going to be? I said, what do you think it's going to be about? <laughs> oh, the poster? Based off of the poster. 
and uh, no one had anything to answer. No, yeah. I thought it was a very well, creative piece. No did. one. I really am talking about. I asked Megan and Jerry. They were they're sassy anyway. So they were you're talking about the guy who keeps walking by your window screaming boo during our podcast, thinking he's going to make the podcast. <laughs> Is that what he's doing? Yeah, I didn't hear him. Yeah, you probably heard him. Yeah, I've watched. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's in rare form too. What did you guys do? You angsty lunch crowd. I don't know what you guys did today. I didn't see him for lunch. Yeah, likely story, sure. Everyone went to lunch without me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, now what? <laughs> that was such a left turn. Now what? Uh mm. this weekend we are gonna talk about the the benefit of doing and not just listening. Okay. That that will prepare us and keep us prepared for whatever season comes up in our life in the future. Because we're always going through transition. There's nothing that you're in right now that you're already not thinking about the next thing. We're just so unsettled. You're never like, <clears throat> uh, like even down to like an outfit. You get an outfit. Like, ah, oh, yes, this is the outfit I've been waiting for. And I wear it. You typically then when you wear it are thinking about like, what's the next outfit I'm going to wear? Or what other colors can I get this in? Yeah. Or just what's the next thing? You might be like, oh, I saved up, I bought a house. Well, what else do we want? What's next? You know, like, what's our, you're on vacation. What's the next vacation we're going to do? Where are we going to go? Whatever. I'll let you know if that's true of me next week. So we're constantly in the midst of transitioning and into new seasons. And we teased it a little bit the other week, but um, we're going to do four weeks. I'm kind of launching the whole, setting the um, foundation of um, when there is um, next or new seasons, there's change, there's transition, and in any transition in our life, there's stress. Mm. And so um, how do we prepare for that? Then Mm. some of the other weeks we'll talk about how do we deal with when it's happened, when we weren't prepared for it, or it was quick, um, and then some that's going to be pointed towards um, the things that we definitely see that are going to happen. How do we how do we deal with that? So that'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be a fun series. Now what? I'm not going to give it all away right now, or else you just won't come. Yeah, that's what we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, attendance has been down because you keep plugging too much. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do I know? I'm not even here. Wow, I've been in San Francisco. On we've this been note, having fun. Are you? Oh yeah, are you? No, you're not even here. This it's Mother's Day. Yeah, you're not, you're on vacation again. <laughs> you're not even here this weekend on Mother's Day. Yeah, I, you know I've been working like a dog, and I gotta get up, get a little <laughs> time on the. Where beach. are you gonna go? I don't know, Western Caribbean or something. <laughs> I don't know. I just pay for it. My wife picks it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, we got a little baby vacation this weekend. We got a little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do it's gonna be a good time mother's mother's day so here is something fun we'll see if this plays out when i get back uh-huh. so uh we're going it's a bunch of us going on this cruise and i thought it'd be fun that all the guys shave mustaches that's why i've been you may have noticed my really full beard <clears throat> so when i get back i'm getting back late on saturday i don't know if i'll have time to shave for sunday the following weekend i might have a mustache that sunday I'm not going to be here. Oh, no. Hmm? We'll see. Hmm? We'll see what happens. Hmm. Jesse just got done. at. Uh, he went and saw Hamilton. 
today. He texted you about Hamilton he right now? He just now wrote, dude, this was even better than I could have thought. Unreal. Unreal. Jesse's such a little theater nerd. Yeah, we don't he have to him. we don't have to worry about him though listening to this. No, he doesn't <laughs> You can tell we uh we're not angry about it at all. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you guys. It was super fun. Megan was killer and uh just love all of the steps that everyone's taken. So many good next steps and just hearing stories of transformation. And um I'm I I can't tell you how thankful I am to be a part of an authentic community where I just don't feel like I'm going through this transition and transformation by myself that's really seeing God. And I know that you've gotten to share so many things that you've grown and you've learned because you're taking steps yourself. And it's just sure. beautiful when we get to do it together. Mm. So That'll preach. John, you're fired. Okay. <laughs> it's about time. I'm tired of carrying that weight for you, man. Jeez. Thank you, guys. For being the source. <laughs> Love you. Peace out.